Released at 4pm every weekday, The Leader brings you the best of the Evening Standards news, commentary and analysis. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. From The Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. International pressure is bearing down on Iran, accused of shooting down a passenger plane with 176 lives lost. There already appears to be signs of a possible cover-up, with debris from the plane having already been bulldozed away from the crash site. Our deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, on the questions Tehran refuses to answer. Also, the Sussexes see themselves as young energetic challenges. Jonathan Prince speaks to the leader as details begin to emerge of Harry and Meghan's future plans. They want to be disruptors. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, why Iran must tell the truth about the plane crash that looks like a tragic mistake. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reid, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June 2024. Good luck. Around 10.30 at night on Wednesday, an explosion was heard over Tehran. Out-of-breath rescuers raced to the site where a passenger plane had come down, but they only found flames. None of the 176 on board survived. We have intelligence from multiple sources, including our allies and our own intelligence. The evidence indicates that the plane was shot down by an Iranian surface-to-air missile. Canadian President Justin Trudeau addressing a country that lost 63 of its citizens lay the blame at Iran, who that night had attacked two US bases in Iraq. I have my suspicions, but somebody could have made a mistake on the other side. Tehran's denying it. Our editorial column doesn't believe them. So far, the response of the Iranian regime has been lamentable, with one official claiming bizarrely that scientifically it's impossible for a missile to have downed the plane. To begin, it should answer key questions. 
including whether any anti-aircraft missiles were fired by its forces at the time of the crash. Tehran must also allow independent analysis of the plane's black box and ensure the crash site is preserved, not purged of evidence, as seems to be happening. Full access with safe passage must also be given to international investigators to let them access the evidence independently, even if what's happened was an error caused by an overly jumpy response to the risk of another US strike, then Iran will still be guilty of reckless killing. The families will never get their loved ones back. Iran must tell the truth now. The Evening Standard's deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, was the first journalist to report a link between the crash and the Iranian military. He's in our Westminster office. And Nick, what evidence is there that Iran, intentionally or not, is behind this? Well, there is a growing body of evidence pointing towards Ukraine International Airlines flight PS752 having been hit by missile at around 8,000 feet, having taken off from Tehran International Airport. Firstly, there are images on social media reportedly of a part of a Russian-made anti-aircraft TOR missile, which is said to have been found near the crash scene. Secondly, there are reports from the US that intelligence satellites detected infrared blips of two missile launches, followed by another blip of a mid-air explosion. The pilots also did not have time to make a mayday call, which suggests what hit the plane was sudden and catastrophic. Why do people like Canadian President Justin Trudeau and US President Donald Trump, why are they leaving it open to it possibly being a mistake? What do we think happened? Well, certainly Boris Johnson said that as well. He said this may well have been unintentional. And it does seem to have been an accident because there's no obvious motive for Tehran to down a plane with dozens of its own nationals on board. One theory which is gaining traction is that the Iranian military were on edge, very nervous, expecting reprisals after launching a series of missile strikes at Iraqi bases housing US troops. Now, security expert Professor Anthony Glees of Buckingham University told The Standard, my feeling is that this was an accident because the Iranians were so nervous of a US attack. There must be concerns that so many days after the accident now, evidence is not going to be there. Yes, certainly that, that is the case and that's growing today. I- Iran is strongly denying that a missile brought down the plane. They're dismissing the claims as psychological warfare and that it, it was scientifically impossible. And there already appears to be signs of a possible cover-up, with debris from the plane having already been bulldozed away from the crash site, according to some reports. The Iranian authorities also say that some of the memory from the black boxes on the plane has has been lost, and that will just further arouse suspicions. Are there any signs Iran is going to cooperate with international investigators? At the moment, there are mixed signals coming out of Tehran about whether the the Iranians will allow a proper investigation into the crash. State TV is reporting that US, Canadian and French representatives will be flying to the Iranian capital for meetings about an Iranian-led inquiry. But it's far from clear whether this would meet the demands of Britain and other countries for an independent, full and transparent inquiry. 
It's also important to remember that the Iranian regime is fragmented with different power bases. So you've got hardliners in the Revolutionary Guard and more moderate senior figures in the Foreign Ministry. So there's no guarantee that there'll be a unified, uniformed response. Uh, and certainly Lord Ricketts, who is very much an expert in this field as former UK National Security Advisor and former top Mandarin at the Foreign Office, um, he's explained that Iran faces a difficult and swift choice, either to allow a proper cooperative air safety investigation, which is likely to be treated different from other areas of confrontation with the West, or to go for a cover-up and try to hide evidence. And at the moment, the world is really watching. Next. Whatever you feel about the way Harry and Meghan made their declaration, it has now provoked a debate and brought out into the open some issues about the future of the royal family that uh, were going to have to be addressed sooner or later. Jonathan Prynne on Harry and Meghan's plans to innovate the royal family. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. As the Evening Standard revealed in our global exclusive, Harry and Meghan quit the royal family without a plan, but they do have an idea. Our front page says they see themselves as disruptors, forging a new model for what it means to be a royal in the 21st century. Well, Jonathan Prince, one of the journalists working on the story, and Jonathan, disruptor, what does that mean? Well, I suppose it's an analogy to what's been going on in, in the, uh, the corporate world, where you've had um, huge established um, companies and corporations that have um, found themselves challenged by upstart tech companies. And I think this is what we understand, how the the Sussexes see themselves as young, energetic, millennial challengers to a very long-established institution um, that maybe hasn't adapted um, for the 21st century. So I wonder how that it's going to go down at Buckingham Palace. And we know that Meghan has jetted off to Canada to be with Archie and she's left kind of Harry to kind of take the flak, really, from the rest of the family, hasn't she? I wonder what those conversations are going to be like. Oh, it's, I mean, it's going to be so... It would be so fascinating to be an ear on, on the conference calls that are going on between Sandringham, Frogmore Cottage, Highgrove, Buckingham Palace at the moment. It's great sort of four-way... Uh, conf- royal conference calls, if only we could get uh, a line into those. But, I mean, these are very, very high-stakes, high-level discussions about 
the future of the royal family. I think whatever you feel about the way Harry and Meghan made their declaration, it has now provoked a debate and brought out into the open some issues about the future of the royal family that uh, were going to have to be addressed sooner or later because we know that Prince Charles wants a more streamlined royal family based on the pure line of, of succession. Uh, but where does that leave the, the broader royal family um, and their future role? And, and Harry and Meghan have now brought that very much into focus. Yeah, we're told that the Queen has ordered royal staff to get this figured out within the next few days. It must be frantic inside there right now. Yes, I mean, the Queen obviously appreciates the, the damage that the, the headlines of the last couple of days and the next few days are doing, and it needs a quick fix. There's all sorts of incredibly complicated issues to sort out, not least on, on the funding side of it, uh, and how Harry and Meghan might be able to um, support themselves financially and, and what that means for commercialising the royal brand or, or avoiding commercialising the royal brand and, and all that. I mean, really, really tricky issues, the royal protection on both sides of the Atlantic, that sort of thing. But it's got to be addressed, and I think the Queen is banging heads together, and they're talking about trying to find solutions in days rather than weeks. What's going to be really interesting is when we've got a few days with no public appearances, as I understand it, from pretty much anyone in the royal family, and then I think it's next week Harry has to, or is scheduled, to come back and, and face the public. After all this, that's going to be an interesting it's return. It's going to it? be so interesting. I mean, the, the the big one in his diary next week is the the draw for the Rugby League World Cup competitions, men's, women's and, and wheelchair, uh, which is due to take place at Buckingham Palace on Thursday and will be live streamed on the Royal Family social media. That's going to be one of the more interesting sporting draws of uh, recent times. And the Queen isn't at the Palace because she stays in Sandringham until early February, but uh, he will be there in a very public um, role, uh, performing his a, a, a very typical royal duty, and uh, it'll be his first public appearance since all this um, kicked off. You can read more on that story in the Evening Standard or online at standard.co.uk. And that's the leader. We'll be back on Monday at 4pm with more news, analysis and commentary from the Evening Standard's world-beating newsroom. Join us again then.